0: This morning comes from the book of Mark chapter 16 and that's found in your pew Bibles on page 1584. The resurrection. When the Sabbath was over Mary Magdalene Mary the mother of James and Salome. And they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You were looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb, They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. The very words of God.
1: Father, we've been celebrating all morning your son's resurrection. We've been singing songs of praise, we've confessed our sin, and now we've heard your word from Mark. Lord, I pray that our praises, these words from your word may make their way deep inside our minds and hearts and souls to shape us and form us more and more into who you've created us to be. I pray that the words which will now be spoken, may they be your words and not mine. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The cross is empty. There's no one left hanging on there. Jesus was crucified. He gave up his life. He was hung between heaven and earth, as we looked at on Good Friday, rejected by heaven and earth so that we could be accepted by God the Father. We know these things. But the women didn't. The women, when they went to the tomb, they had no clue of what we know. And it's hard for us to enter into that story already knowing the end. But I encourage you this morning to to put aside what you know already and walk with the women as they come to that tomb. Just a couple of days earlier, They watched Jesus breathe his last breath on that cross. He hung there likely for a few more hours while while men who were around the tomb went to Pilate and said, Can we take the body of Jesus down? Can we treat his body and place it in a tomb? But in the meantime, All those who loved Jesus stayed there. And they were horrified. The future is dark. It's bleak because everything they were, everything they believed was all wrapped up in in this man who's now hanging on a cross. He's the rabbi, he's the leader, the one setting the agenda, leading everyone into his future. And now what future is there? The cross may be empty, but Jesus' broken body, along with their broken hope, lie in a dark tomb. And when you don't know what to do, Sometimes it's easiest just to do the simple things in life. So the women, when the sun rises on that Sunday morning, they go to the market and they buy some more spices. And they go to the tomb because they want to they want to honor their rabbi they want to honor jesus he's been dishonored and now they want to to just show their love to show how much he meant to them by cleaning his body by wrapping it in spices by taking away the stench and the marks of death but they're worried because of the stone that's in front of the the grave, likely worried because the soldiers may not let them in, but when you don't know what to do, you just take one step at a time, and you trust that things will work out. Now imagine their surprise. They're likely walking heads down, talking with each other. And then they come up to where that tomb is. And they lift up their eyes from the ground and and from each other. And and they expect to see a stone there. And the stone is is, is rolled aside. And and the mouth of the tomb, the mouth of that cave is, is open. But it's dark. They wonder what went on. Did somebody take Jesus' body? Is the pain going to become even greater if they go inside? So with a sense of of fear, a sense of worry, a sense of trembling, they, they enter into the grave. They enter into that tomb. And their eyes would have gone naturally to, to the bench on the side where, where the body of Jesus would have been laid, but it's not there. And Instead, the claws are, are, are folded neatly, and, and they're laid on there. And, and instead of a, a dead body, there's, there's a young man sitting there. And The Bible says, in white shining robes, they're brilliant. They they light up. They, they, They bring light into this dank, dark tomb. But he's not just sitting there, he has a message waiting for them. Mark wants us to understand who Jesus is. Mark writes his gospel. So that as we read through his story of who Jesus is, we take moments and stop and go, wow. That's who he is. And this is one of those moments. Mark wants us to, to, to sit there and to hear the story and to just be amazed when we get it. He tells us the, the, the women are alarmed but they're also amazed and and overwhelmed with wonder at this young man in these white brilliant robes. And that's a normal human reaction to encountering the the sacred, the unknown, the, the unexpected. And then comes the message. Don't be alarmed. Another way of saying, don't be afraid. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He's risen. He's not here. Just look where they laid him. And the unspoken words are, there's no body here. Why should he stay in the grave if he's risen? He's alive and he's on the move. Go, tell his disciples and Peter, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you'll see him, just as he told you. Go to Galilee. Get away from from this place of of chaos, this this place of of, of pain, this place of of, of memories of of hurt and, and brokenness and sorrow. A place where the powers of the world are are, are all concentrated right now. In, in the Sanhedrin and in Pilate. And let's go to a, a place, a quiet place, where, where I can remind you who I am. Where I can remind you who you are. Where I can remind you of all that I've told you. What are you going to do when you get a message like that? What's your reaction? You get up and run and go. Hey, yeah. Or, or is there a moment of, of doubt? Maybe a moment of fear. Can this be real? yeah, this guy, he doesn't seem like he's from earth. There's something special about him, but but really? We watched his life leave him as he, hang on, as he hung on that cross. Can we trust? And the women, Mark tells us, Their emotions are mixed. They're told to remember. But how well do you remember when you've lost something precious to you? When you've lost someone precious to you? It's hard to remember. Because our our minds and our hearts are filled with grief. And that's where the women are now emotionally. They've walked through the hopelessness of loss on Friday. They've walked through the darkness of Saturday. And now, and now, dare they let light shine through. But just as sunrise marks the beginning of a new day, This young man in shining white robes offers a light of new hope to the women. And the people being called to to go follow Jesus, to, to go see Jesus in Galilee, they're exactly the same ones who had abandoned him, who had rejected, who had denied Jesus just a couple days earlier. The ones who are afraid and hiding in an upper room. They're now being called to, to come and see the one who brings freedom from, from fear, who, who offers courage to move forward. Tell the disciples, and Peter, brave Peter, bold Peter, who turned out to be not so brave after all. Peter, who's hiding in shame and, and embarrassment. But that's not Jesus' wish for, for Peter or for us. We so easily remember all the times we've messed up. But Jesus wants us to remember what he's done to make us right again, to make us whole again. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, we find hope. We see light shining through, through the messes of our life. We find forgiveness. We find acceptance as God's children. Our sins washed away on the cross. And our old life, our hurts, our brokenness, our pain can find healing and wholeness in Jesus. Jesus reaches out with grace to Peter, reaches out with hope to his disciples he reaches out with those same things to each one of us on this Easter morning as we follow him as our Lord and Savior. See, as hope begins to creep into their minds, they begin to remember all that Jesus had said, all those stories that saying, I have to die, but you know what? That's where you're going to find freedom from your sin. That's where you're going to find a a washing away of the stains and and the disease of sin that infects us. That's where you're going to find new life. As followers of Jesus, we're set free from our old lives, free from our old identities, identities shaped by, by worry and shame and fear and guilt into new people who are are shaped by forgiveness, grace, generosity, courage, and more as as we're transformed by the Holy Spirit. And as we embrace Jesus' teaching and his life and his spirit, we can approach life with hope, with excitement, with courage, looking ahead to what Jesus has in store for us. Jesus' death and his resurrection are confirmation of God's deepest love and commitment to each one of you. It's a sign that God never gives up on us. And he's willing to go to extraordinary lengths to show us that neither death nor life, angels or demons, present, future, powers, height or death, not anything else in all creation, and separate us from the love of God. That's in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And Mark goes on. He says, trembling and bewildered, the women go out and they flee the tomb. They they say nothing to anyone because they're afraid. The the tomb's empty. The calls to go and see Jesus, uh, to go and tell the disciples. But Mark says they're trembling and bewildered. The words also mean astonished and amazed. They wonder at what they've seen. The the hope that they have is is still mixed with the the fear because of the unexpected and the unknown. Can this really be true or is this a terrible hoax? Should they allow their hopes to get up or will they be dashed again? They've gone to the tomb looking for Jesus and now they're told to look for him someplace else because he's not dead, he's alive, he's well and he's waiting for them. The women's voices are, are silenced by fear you know and that's where the story ends for mark because mark wants us to wants us to relate to the women mark also wants to connect to our lives to our realities as well fear doubt pain hurt all these things can can keep us from and keep us from believing, keep us from trusting. In my own life, there was a time I said, I believe in God, but I'm not sure if I, how deeply I believe. Because there had been brokenness and hurt, there had been a lot of things that went on in my early life where I wasn't close to my family, and because of that, I wondered if God really cared. I wondered if God really had any power to change all the hurtful, broken stuff in the world. And that's where these women are. They've been given a word of hope, but can they trust it? Some of you may be there. You may be walking a a journey right now, whether whether you're in school or whether you're in work, you may even be retired. You may be in a place where you're going, can I really trust this Jesus? Can I trust that everything I've been taught and heard is true? And Mark leaves us with that fear but he also leaves us with a call to not just stay in the fear to not just stay in the doubt but to go to go meet Jesus in Galilee to go meet Jesus in in the church to go meet Jesus with a friend who've who you trust, who, can, who will listen to your doubts, to your fear, who, who will sit with you in that moment, in that place, and, and say, I am with you. I understand. But remember, the story doesn't stop with an empty tomb. It's, it, it, it keeps on going with, with a Jesus who meets the disciples on a seashore and, and who offers them food and, and who offers Peter forgiveness and a call to go feed sheep. It continues on to, to, to a man named Saul who, who can't stand Jesus and his followers and, and who's trying to do everything he can to wipe his memory away and, and how Jesus meets Saul on the road to Damascus and changes his life forever and makes Saul into Paul, a man who defends Jesus. And it Costs him deeply. It's in all the disciples. The story continues. And Jesus says, I pour out my spirit on you so that you will have the power and the words and the hope to share this message around the world. And we know the truth of it because you can go to every part of the world And you can find the church. You can find people who have traveled through the fear and through the doubt, through the wonder and through the amazement and have met Jesus. Have met Jesus in his word, but have met Jesus through others who are followers of Jesus, who have invited them to join them in their journey. Remember Jesus said, Whenever you serve someone, you meet me and you serve me. We're given the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at that on Pentecost. But that's God with us, in us. And every time you meet someone who yet, doesn't yet know Jesus, you're meeting someone who's created in the image of God. You're meeting someone that God is already working in them and saying, I love them. My image is in them. They may not know it yet, but my son died for them too. Get to know them. Draw close to them. Conquer your fear. Conquer your doubt and trust. Because we are called to conquer that fear. And we do it, not on our own, but we do it together. I came back to Jesus because a padre said, do you really believe in God? And I had to say yes. And he said, because you said yes, now you have only two choices in life. Either you embrace God or you reject him. But there is no in-between anymore. But I didn't do it on my own. I found out, I found a couple of friends on board ship who also followed Jesus, and I said, can you help me? Can you help me to get this, to know this Jesus? This Jesus I had heard about in Sunday school, this Jesus I had learned about in catechism, this Jesus I had been told By my parents and my grandparents. But I need to know him more than just the stories. I need to know him really. And they sat with me. And they shared their stories of how Jesus changed them. And slowly the Holy Spirit moved from my head into my heart. That is the hope of Easter is that we can find hope, is that fear and doubt don't rule the day. But the risen Lord, the risen Savior, he rules the day. And he loves us more than we can ever imagine. And he says, I will never abandon you. I will never leave you. And I am now empowering you. I am am going to give you the courage to go out into the world to share my story and to invite others to, to follow me and meet me as well so that their fear, their doubt can be taken away so that their sin and their guilt can be washed away and they can know God as their Father. Amen.